Welcome to the Living Strategically Podcast. We are Reed and Elizabeth Hewitt, a husband and wife team that lives in South Texas. For our day jobs, we are communications consultants, and we also run Living Strategically. Where we're all about helping you strategically pursue your God-given purpose and make the most of your time on earth. Before we get started here, we want to announce that we have a new ebook available as a free gift to you. It contains 20 pages that can help you live more strategically. We cover topics like the five keys to living a strategic life, simple living in a chaotic culture, running with freedom, and understanding prophetic urgency. To get your copy, visit our website at livingstrategically.com and click the button that says free ebook that's towards the top of the homepage. It's our free gift to you when you sign up to receive our newsletter. Alrighty, in today's episode, we're going to talk about one of the things that we mentioned in that ebook, that sense of prophetic urgency. Now, hang with us. We may start out sounding uh, a little gloomy here, but I promise it ends with good news. You know, the, the United States was founded on Judeo-Christian values and faith. Uh, I know, you know, we haven't been 100% Christian ever in our history and, and, and all that, but our founders and our leaders, you know, once truly tried to operate as one nation under God. And we still have this phrase in our currency, but America as a whole is no longer following after the ways of God. I heard the Benham brothers, while they were on book tour last year, quote, America is changing, not from Christian to secular, but from secular to pagan. Uh, And that's true. America is now operating as a pagan nation. Its citizens have allowed the killing of the unborn. Our judiciary has gone against the biblical mandate for holy matrimony. And many churches are choosing to walk hand-in-hand with the culture instead of standing up for biblical truth. All around us, we see signs of the times. You know, these are things that Jesus described as the beginning of birth pangs in Matthew 24. With all the chaos, it's really impossible to ignore that we live in a fallen world where ungodliness abounds. And the battle will only intensify until the second coming of Messiah. As God's children, it's crucial to keep a strategic mindset and not lose hope. And again, in Matthew 24, Jesus tells us in verse 6, You will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not frightened, for those things must take place. But that is not yet the end. So we hear that, and we can hear from that verse that God has a specific timeline for the events of the end times. And in his grace, he has revealed enough of it to us that we shouldn't be lost or confused when we see it starting to unfold or continuing to unfold, I should say. Our last podcast episode was all about that. Uh, You can go back and listen to the episode called End Time Signposts. But the ultimate takeaway from it is that we're supposed to be alert and expectant. Matthew twenty four forty two says, Therefore, be on the alert, for you do not know which day your Lord is coming. Two of the basic principles that scripture gives us about the end times are that the day of judgment is coming soon, and that there is a great apostasy as the return of Christ draws near. 
but how soon is soon? I like how one prophecy teacher described it. He said, today we are one day closer to the end than we were yesterday. And you know, that's funny, but it's true. Um, we are one day closer every day. And many believers throughout the centuries have expected Jesus to come back in their lifetimes. And they were right to do so. The Bible admonishes us to be alert and expectant. And if he delays, it's only out of grace so that more people may be saved. Regardless of the amount of time that passes, the day of the Lord will come soon in this regard. It will be much sooner than the world or any complacent believer expects. Now, as we talk about this topic of prophetic urgency, probably the best example of a man who understood prophetic urgency was Noah, who, of course, we read about in Genesis and in the Hall of Faith in Hebrews 11. It says in verses 6 through 7, And without faith it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. By faith, Noah, being warned by God about things not yet seen, in reverence prepared an ark for the salvation of his household, by which he condemned the world, and became an heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. God gave Noah a prophetic revelation about the coming judgment of his generation, and he assigned Noah a task to prepare for it. The Bible doesn't record any reluctance or delay on Noah's part. Instead, it says, Noah did according to all that the Lord had commanded him. And our mission at Living Strategically is to help you strategically pursue your God-given purpose. God probably hasn't called you to the same task as Noah, but he has given all of his children specific callings. And through faith and obedience, we need to be following God's will for our lives. It says in Genesis 6 verse 5 that Noah lived in an age where every intent of the thoughts of man's heart was only evil continually. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord, being a righteous man who was blameless and walked with God. The Lord declared that Noah and his family would be spared from the coming destruction because Noah was the only righteous one in his time. Try to imagine that. Out of the whole population of the earth, only one family still followed God. Of course, when you watch the news headlines, maybe it's not that hard to imagine. Uh, sometimes you might feel like you're the only one left. We are headed towards the days of Noah. But I think right now it may be more like the days of Elijah. He thought he was the only faithful one left, but God told him, no, there were 7,000 men who had not bowed the knee to Baal. That would have been a really small percentage of the population even in that day and age, but it was enough for God to postpone his final judgment. And he also used that small remnant to bring revival in the generations that followed. So no matter how bad things get, we can take courage knowing that God will always keep a remnant for himself. And he has a purpose for that remnant, whether we're still in a time period more like Elijah, or whether we are truly entering the days of Noah, which is where the world is ultimately headed. 
On a personal note, we just got a taste of Noah's experience during our summer vacation. The theme of our vacation became Noah's Ark as we visited two amazing places. First, we attended a play at Sight and Sound Theaters in Branson, Missouri called Noah. And then we traveled to Kentucky where we visited the Ark Encounter, which is a life-size replica of Noah's Ark that opened just a few years ago. And this was our second time to visit the Ark Encounter, and it is an incredible experience. Yeah, we really can't recommend it highly enough. Um, I thought they did a great job. They kind of had several different types of exhibits. One kind was like the literal biblical specifications of the Ark and, you know, what we know from the scripture. This is literally as far as we can tell what it would have been like. They also fill in a lot of the gaps and they're very transparent about where they sort of uh, add, these are some plausible things that help help us see and understand how it could have worked. Um, and I thought that's cool because it, it helps helps the mind to, to realize, wow, this is like a real thing that happened, not a fairy tale. And I, I love the science that they have too, all the creation science. You know, what was before and after the flood, how the world changed, and why the flood scientifically, geologically, is so important to understanding the earth from the perspective of a creationist. So that was really cool. I, you know, if you can, go see it. And for both of us, it really stirred our hearts with this topic of prophetic urgency and what it's like to live in a culture that has turned pagan and then comparing it to what does it take to live righteously and it takes a commitment to honor the Lord in all that we do standing firm on a biblical foundation and unwavering faith and rising up to our divine callings that's right because these are prophetic days uh, we're heading into days just like the days of Noah and before we know it, our Savior is going to return. We read in Matthew 24, For the coming of the Son of Man will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days, before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. That's Matthew 24, 37-39. From studying God's word, we understand the big picture. We see the signs of the times, and we fully trust in God's plan. But now is the time for biblical Christians to live each day with prophetic urgency. Live in light of what you know. Act on it. And it's important to ask ourselves in these prophetic days, are we frightened and losing hope, or are we staying strong in Christ Jesus? It's either one or the other. It can't be both. And as Christians, we have an incredible resource that gives us direction, encouragement, and comfort in trying times. And that resource is the Holy Bible. And when we dwell in God's word on a daily basis, it fills our spirit with strength and hope for any trials that come our way. A beautiful example of that hope is expressed in Psalm 91 where we're given numerous promises from God 
of what he will do when we seek refuge in him. Uh, Let me read the start from one translation and the end from another, uh, just because it really captures the wording. Verses 1 and 2 from the NASB version. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And at the end of the psalm, God will say about us, in verses 14 and 16, Tree of Life version, Because he has devoted his love to me, I will deliver him. I will set him securely on high, because he knows my name. When he calls on me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble, rescue him, and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. When we dwell in the shelter of the Most High, he rescues us from evil. He puts his guardian angels over us to keep us safe. And it's crucial to remember that we need not fear because the Lord will rescue us in times of trouble. But first, we must put our trust in Adonai. We must find refuge in him. We must devote our love to our Savior. And when times of distress come our way, he will answer our call and be our salvation. We hope this episode has been an encouragement to you and that you're not only getting a sense of prophetic urgency, but also a sense of prophetic hope. The last chapter of the Bible tells us that one day soon, our Savior will return and establish his throne. There will be no more curse of sin on mankind and his children will reign with him forever and ever. Until that time, we need to fulfill our calling on this earth. We need to make the most of the short time we have left, and we need to live strategically for kingdom purposes. As it says in Romans 12, verses 11 and 12, keep serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, enduring in distress, persisting in prayer. And that is our prayer for you today. All right, y'all, until next time. Keep living strategically.